Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. This is part of our well-planned series, which is airing every Monday. We've been going now for a couple weeks, and we have a couple more weeks left with my friend, colleague, and former business coach, Megan Flat. So the idea behind the well-planned series is that you guys ask your questions, and more than just me going went 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 can answer them in a really thoughtful manner. It's super fun to be answering these questions with someone else. I would never have been able to deliver the answers that we've been able to deliver without Megan. So it's super exciting to have her here. So if you are a mom who balances work and family or are trying to start a business, Megan is your woman to ask. After Megan, I'm considering either getting on a doctor or someone who can answer health-related questions. And at some point, we're also going to get someone who can answer our spiritual practice questions. So it's really exciting to have somebody who can answer questions for a number of weeks to give it that consistency and have all your questions answered. So if you have a question that makes sense for Megan and I to answer, then go to plansimplemeals.com slash ask and ask away. It's super fun to hear your voices and what your questions are. And please, please, please don't shy away from asking a question because of the voice thing. If you really don't want to record your voice, then just do me a favor and email us the question and we can answer it that way too. It's been really fun to get these questions. So today, talk about questions and getting questions. I logged on to our little portal where people are asking questions and I was so excited because there was just this whole inbox full of questions. And I had procrastinated a little bit more than I should have. And because Megan and I talk at a regular time every week to answer these questions. And so it was a half an hour before we were supposed to get on. And I'm like going through these questions. And literally every single one of them is a small child's voice, a different small child making funny noises. So I think maybe we got hacked because I don't think that many different small children could come ask questions. I'm not you know, I'm not that naive, but I was like, oh, so what we decided to do instead of getting totally flustered by the fact that we couldn't dive in and really feel into a question for this week is we decided to go into our own question that we both happen to be thinking about a little bit lately, and that is boundaries. So I'm super excited in this episode to dive into boundaries with Megan, because I know if we both have this question and this sort of thing that we're working on, that maybe you guys do too. So yeah, the boundary I'm actually going to work on this week is my wardrobe. Um, I have really found since the book tour that it's really helpful to have a very simple wardrobe and not too many choices, like that idea of a uniform. And I love this idea, 
But my uniform has become a little too yoga clothes-esque, if that makes sense. I don't know what the right word is for that. But too many yoga pants, too many yoga tops, too many sweatshirts. It's totally cozy and comfy to get work done, but there's got to be a cozy and comfy way that looks a little bit cuter than I feel like I look when I run out to go grab the kids from school. It has definitely been the benefit of being able to work from home, but these days I'm actually having a lot of meetings and it's stressing me out what I'm going to wear. So I'm on that. I think I'm going to be on it for a while. I'm going to be really thoughtful about it. I'm not just going to go out and get go shopping. I'm really going to feel into how I can keep it simple and add pieces that I really want to use. I think it's called a capsule wardrobe. So maybe I need to get somebody on here who can talk to us about capsule wardrobes. That's my thought for today. All right, you guys, we have more exciting episodes coming up later this week. In fact, on Wednesday is one of my favorite episodes ever. I keep sharing tips from it ever since we recorded it. So I'm hoping it resonates with a lot of you guys. And then again, on Friday, we have our doable change. Um, and I'm really enjoying diving into these doable change episodes and really helping us focus on if we have a certain change, like we've looked at what it's like to pack school lunches and what it would be like to clean out the pantry and what it would like to to be to create a lifestyle that includes smoothies. Like what are the little details that those changes actually include? And I'm going through my food ones just because I have some data already created on those, but we also are going to move into the other areas of work and lifestyle and um, aka spirituality as well so that we can really create these balanced lives. So I'm really excited about these episodes. If there's something specific that you're trying to change, shoot us an email, come share on Instagram, tell us what that is. And I will create an episode just about that. It's really fun. This is my favorite thing is to sort of create worksheets and checklists and really help us to make these changes that we want to make. All right. I think those are all the announcements I have, right? I'm being a little quiet about a big thing that's coming up, but we have been working really, really, really hard behind the scenes to rebrand the Plan Simple website. So we're taking away the meals a little bit so that we can talk about food, lifestyle, um, and work all in one place. I'm hoping to unveil it to you guys soon, but it should make it really easy to get to a lot of this content because we've upped the podcast and because we've been going for two years now, we have a lot of content. I want to make sure it's really easy for you guys to find and really use um, to make changes in your life. So that's coming up and it's causing me to be quiet about going to buy your flow planners and the courses that we have that support all these things, mostly because I'm scared that you're going to go and you're not going to be able to find it. So just so you know, that's why I'm being quiet, but there's so much exciting things coming up and it's sort of kicking off with the launch of my new little home on the internet. All right, let's get Megan on the line and let's talk boundaries. So both of us had very back-to-back days today. And all of a sudden I realized that I was 10 minutes late for our conversation because I had had a back-to-back meeting that had run five minutes over. And then I checked my email and was like, oh my God, how did it get to be this time? And she was having a similar experience. And I could have waited and gone through and checked all the questions, which somehow you guys got hacked. So I have hundreds and hundreds of questions, and many of them are little children speaking into the microphone. So it's going to take me a little more time to go through and find the real questions. And so we thought we would get on and talk about boundaries and just be really like open about our own lives. So before we do that, let let me just let Megan introduce you for anyone who's new around here, introduce herself to you. Um, and then we're going to dive into this topic and see what we uncover. 
Hi, everyone. It's Megan. I'm so happy to be here. Me, I feel the exact same way. I look forward to every week, like what we're going to chat about and what's going to come up. So I think today will be super interesting. Um, I already have some ideas spinning around in my head, but I am a business growth strategist. I work with female entrepreneurs and specifically mom entrepreneurs to help them build um, and grow thriving businesses while still being present for all the other things in their lives, like their kids and all the reasons that we need to set some boundaries. I love it. I love it. And I love being here with Megan because actually Megan has helped me with my business before and I know that she cares about everything. And I get a lot of clients who are coming for help with food and home, but then I end up giving business advice. So I feel like we're this whole full circle totally. here. So it's really yeah, fun. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's start. Like, what do we want to say? Let Lee start. Well, you know, so I brought up this idea because boundaries has actually been, I think we've talked a little bit about, um, I like to set some themes or have some like different um, goals for each of my quarters, each of my 90 day cycles. And one of the, um, my, my theme for this quarter is abundant ease. And um, one of the ways, one of the, the factors of how can I make this quarter feel easy is by creating some boundaries. And I've, I, I've defined boundaries kind of loosely, but before I even get to that, I just, I want to just kind of mention like where this came up for me and what I kind of see happening with my clients. Cause I work with a lot of, I mean, I work only with entrepreneurs and about 99% of my clients are, are mothers. And so we, when, when you're a mother and you're an entrepreneur, these are 24 seven jobs. You are always a mother you are always thinking about your business. You are always, you know, we're, we're not clocking in and clocking out of either job. And I think the fact that when we start to think about something that we can or should be doing 24 hours a day, seven days a week, then anytime you're not focused on that thing, you feel like you're, you're doing the wrong thing. Like, oh, yeah. I, should be, I should be paying more attention to my kids or I should be returning that work email because you could do it at 9 p.m. or 2 a.m. or Saturday at 3, you could, then you feel like you should. And that was really the realization that came up for me. And, and the same with parenting. You know, I should be spending more time with my kids. I should be taking my kids here or there because you could, you know, I can pick my kids up from school at 2.30 and take them to do something. So then you start to feel like you should be doing it. And so yeah. that was for me where the, the need for because I like systems and I like plans, like the need to set some parameters in, in my life, like, and set some boundaries. And then that is also spilled over into, um, into food and like, what are my boundaries around my caffeine intake? And what are my boundaries around, you know, when I'll return an email and, you know, all of those things. So, so that's kind of the big picture of where this has all come up for me. I love it. And it's funny. I love that your, your word is abundant ease because I think I've had both of those as my words, but never yeah. together. I know. <laughs> so I, see, I cheat and I mash them together. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. So, and I, it's funny because I think a lot in boundaries and I get pushback on that a lot from people. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that I operate really well with boundaries. So the way that I operate best is like, so technically I'm a creative, right? Cause my background's mm -hmm. in design, but I very purposely, not very purposely, but what was appealing to me was graphic design. And I think it's because 
as a painter, like there wouldn't be enough structure in that for me. Like right. I'm really mm -hmm. good at making things, but I love design because when I'm making things, usually it's because somebody else has an idea and I get to visualize it. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So I've always Absolutely. operated really well in a structure. Um, and so I get that. But I also feel like people who think they don't operate well in a structure, especially when they become a mother or an mm -hmm. entrepreneur, that it's really helpful because it gives you more freedom than you think it does. I I say that all uh, the time. I completely yeah. agree that boundaries, and we're not talking about being a robot, yeah. but, but I completely agree that setting boundaries actually gives you more freedom. Yeah. And uh, the way that that comes up the most in, in, what I teach and then I'll go into like how I'm experiencing boundaries right now because it's not as pretty right but, um, is is in the rhythm of food and this is an area where people are like yeah no I definitely can't do that but I teach a lot because it's you know and it's how I organize my book that the idea of having a rhythm around your meals is super helpful when you're trying to reach a health goal or get your kids to eat well or whatever your goal is around food mm -hmm. and that just means that I say like I pick a different you know, I pick days and I stick to it for some period of time. You know, we talk a lot about 90 days, so maybe it's 90 days. And I'll say for this 90 days, based on my schedule, like every Tuesday night is going to be soup night. Mm -hmm. And every Wednesday or maybe Tuesday's tacos, because that's like the cliche. And every, right. you know, and every Wednesday at lunch, the kids are going to have, um, leftovers or a sandwich or pasta. And I like literally go through and make these like categories for each yep. meal of the day. Like there's an oatmeal morning and it doesn't mean that you can't have two oatmeal mornings or two smoothie mornings. Like you could repeat, but a lot of people are like, Oh my God, that is way too rigid. But here's the weird thing. And I'm just using food as an example because I think it, you know, it's what I know, but also because I have a feeling it pours into other areas. But when I did that, I ate so much more variety than I had ever eaten before. And that always surprises people. But I think it's because like on, if I was, had no structure and it was like, all right, I think tonight I want to make soup. And I was racking my brain. My brain would automatically go to the one soup that I'm super comfortable making and that I always make. And I know everybody eats like, that's what I yep. would think of. So we would have squash soup every time I thought of soup. Right. But when we have soup night, it gives me this like, it's the structure I need to then go on to Pinterest and not get lost. Yep. And be like, you know, what's a good soup with lentils? And I find five recipes and in four minutes I can make a choice about what soup we're going to have. And it's totally different than any soup we've ever had before. And so there's something about structure that like actually leads to more choices when we're in this busy stage of life. Yep. I love Does that. that. Make sense? Oh my gosh. I love that. I think it's brilliant. <clears throat> Sorry, I have to grab a sip of water. But I love that. And I think what came up for me too is um, this concept of de decision fatigue mm -hmm. and that our, that our brains um, are only capable of making so many decisions a day. And so you look at some of these big CEOs, you know, Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg and where they wear the same thing oh every God, day. Yeah. Right. But the idea behind that is that they're eliminating some of their decisions um, that so that they can save their brain power because your brain doesn't discern from which T-shirt should I wear today and how do I take my company public? Like, you know, like your brain doesn't discern those two. They're both decisions. They both use up your decision budget. And so by by for you, by like eliminating the decision of like 
you're, you're basically eliminating the decision of what are we going to have for dinner. You've yeah. decided it's going to be soup. Now it opens you up to be more creative and use your brain power to make different, more interesting decisions. Yeah. And so again, like, like we said, it's not about, it's not about being a robot. It's not about we're going to have soup every single, it's, we're going to have squash soup seven nights a week, every, you know, every day. It's not that it's, it's, it's creating these boundaries and this, these parameters, um, so that you're not, you're not spending time thinking about that thing. You're thinking about the thing that's really important to you, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah. It makes such a difference. Yeah. All right. And so do you have anything in your life that works sort of like that? Well, for me, what's been, and this is something that I, um, and it's interesting. I love how you said, like, we'll talk about it and then we can talk about how it's messy. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the number one thing that I talk about with my clients and whenever I'm asked to do like a free talk or anything like this, it always, my, my one piece of advice is for, for entrepreneurs to set work hours mm-hmm. because back to, back to what we were saying is that it's, it's so easy to feel like you c- could be working at, at any given moment of the day. And so I think it's really important um, to set those boundaries around your work hours. And, um, you know, I print out a little calendar page and like highlight out, okay, here, here's my work hours, here's my work week. And then I know roughly how many hours a week I'm working and when that fits in and when I want to leave early and all of those things. But then when you talk about like the messiness of it, I've noticed that I've been, um, you know, not sticking to that. And, mm. and I always say that it's fine. It's fine to not stick to it if it's a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. If it's like, hey, you know what? A friend is in town and I really want to go to lunch with this friend. And so I'm going to take two hours out of my work day and I'm going to go to lunch. And then I'm going to work for two hours this evening, you know, to kind of mm-hmm. make up for it. But what I find is that I'm, that I'm almost subconsciously pushing my boundaries more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I want to like check back in where it becomes that unconscious decision where I'm starting to swap out items out of my morning routine for, let me just send this quick email. I did that this morning. I woke up thinking like, oh my gosh, I forgot to reply to this person. Instead of doing my morning meditation, let me send an email. And you know, that's where like, okay, but that's where the boundary helps me like pull back into it. If I didn't have that boundary, I wouldn't even think that that was an issue. Well, and the thing about boundaries is their structure. So it means there's something to pour into the next day, right? So if it, or the next week, depending on how you, you know, what we're talking about here. So like in terms of meditation, it might be tomorrow. If it was, you know, your social media block, it might be next week or. Yeah. I once heard the great advice and I'm wondering how it works with work blocks to, if you miss something you said you'd do to move that block very consciously on your calendar to another place so right. that we learn ourselves that, that we're responsible for that amount of time. Like we want to remind ourselves that the calendar isn't just this like thing that we can ignore. Amorphous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of think of it like a Tetris, like a Tetris game, like your, your social media block or your email checking block or your making dinner block is like a certain shape. And you can move it, but you've got to like find where that shape then fits in, which then calls into question, you know, do I need this much time? Do I need this much time blocked out to do my social media? Do I need, you know, what else is important? Um, Yeah. So on my list for today, I said that I was going to have a big salad for lunch mm -hmm. and then I scheduled this impossible work day and I'm good with food usually. And I'm not so good actually with keeping my work calendar. Like I'm more likely to, 
you know, ignore that I'm supposed to write something and go move dinner forward than I am to sit down and write the thing. So today it was like back-to-back meetings that I actually had to show up for. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't things that I, like I couldn't just say I'm not doing it. So, but it's interesting because I just had to make my own, I sort of had to do my own thing and, and, and the structure did help. So, so I saw that it was on the stove. I hadn't quite realized I was late for you yet. <laughs> and I saw on the stove that there was leftover from what I made my daughters for lunch, which was chickpeas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had put a little bit of, I had like put the rice on top of it. So there was like mostly chickpeas, a little bit of rice. And I was like, okay, I could just eat this. And I like literally went with a spoon to eat it out of the pot. And I paused and I was like, okay, no, like you're standing up. You're not sitting. Yeah. This, this is, is a boundary. Not this is a boundary. Yeah. You said you were having a salad. So I just like, right. I just, un- it's funny that we're talking about this because it was kind of unconscious, but I took a deep breath. And I was like, okay, what would bring this? I can't make a salad right now because by that point I had realized we were doing this. Right. And I was like, so, <laughs> so, but I could have green, like the goal of that was to have greens. So I right. quickly like grabbed spinach out of the fridge. I put it in, I tossed it in yep. so that there was greens. And then I took another deep breath and I was like, I'm going to eat it out of the pot. But I sat down. Right, it was a conscious pot. decision, yeah, right? So it was like, exactly. it's interesting though. Like, so I was like, what does this boundary mean? And I think if we can just, I mean, that literally that whole thing, including me scarfing it down took way too short, but, um, but it's interesting how it's just a quick pause, like to make it conscious, right? It's not and long. It doesn't have to be, it's just a choice. It's just a choice. And like you were kind of saying too, it gives you the room now to make a different choice tomorrow. Right. And that's, and that's something that I've been kind of with, you know, bringing it over and I could talk about, we could talk about my coffee consumption. I'll make (laughs) a question in a minute. But, um, but when I think about like my work schedule, one of the things that I noticed was happening was that my days were really choppy and it was like, I would have an hour meeting and then I would have an hour free and then I would have an hour client call and then I would have 45 minutes and then I had to pick up my kids and like my days were super choppy. And I had a day um, a couple of weeks ago where an event had gotten canceled. So I had the entire day blocked for this event and then it got canceled and I had this entire day free. And mm-hmm. it was the most, I mean, we know, right? It was like the most magical. It was the best, it was the <laughs> best day. Like I was able, I got out for a walk. I was able to like really get deep into a project, um, you know, really kind of find that flow. I was still able to end my work day early enough, you know, and like it was such a great day and it just, so it made me think, okay, I want to restructure my weeks. Mm-hmm. So that was back in um, the very beginning of September. So it took me a couple of weeks um, to where I wanted to have Mondays and Fridays free. I wanted mm-hmm. to have Mondays and Fridays. They would still be work days, but I didn't want to have anything scheduled on those days. Mm-hmm. And so last week and this week are the first weeks that I've started to kind of have that schedule. But what it means is that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are packed really tightly. And it's not leaving enough time for food. It's not leaving enough time for, I was having a really, um, I'm doing some consulting work for a small business and I had all of the executives on the phone and we were having this really interesting, we were really getting into a great conversation and like, boom, I had to end it. I I got another call. And so it, it also just then made me think, okay, so I set a boundary and I like how it's working over here. Mm-hmm. But now this isn't feeling quite right. And how it is just, it is just this, this 
I mean, it's not fluid, but it's this place. It's like, okay, I need to build in a lunch period. (laughs) You know, I need to build in some buffers here. What does that mean? What does that mean about how many client calls I have in a week? Maybe Mm -hmm. I need to have, you know, so it just, so by creating that structure, then it's like, it doesn't always, sometimes you eat out of the pot. Sometimes you have back-to-back client calls sometimes, you know, and that, but then that informs because that boundary is in place, then that informs like, okay, I like the way this boundary, I like that I had a, had a boundary of adding greens to my lunch. I like that I have a boundary of not having client calls on Monday. What do I need to do next? What do I need to do next to, to make it even more sustainable? Yeah. And I just, I mean, I hope everyone listening just hears how in control of all this we are. Cause I feel like that's one of the biggest things totally. that boundaries can really help with is just that the overwhelm lots of times just comes from the fact that we feel like nothing's in our control and it has to do with when our kids get out of school and you know, how much our husband helps and that the client's not getting back to us, you know, and it's always mm-hmm. somebody else's fault. Right. Um, and it's just so empowering that we, there's so many little choices that are ours. I love one of my favorite quotes is you can't control the wind, only how you set your sails. Yeah. And I think that is, is what you're talking about here. It's like, yeah, there are a lot of things that are out of control and there are a lot of things, you know, that, you know, like you said, the meeting ran late or this happened or that happened. There's things that are going to happen. But I think the more, the more we have those boundaries in place, the more we're able to kind of navigate okay, well, if this happened, then that means for this, it's not like, oh my gosh, my whole day just, you know, went to chaos. And we get better at different boundaries. I mean, I always talk about the four areas of our life and how we get them into balance. And part of that, like you guys can even hear from this conversation, like Megan's uber good at hanging up on her clients, you know, at the set boundary. I'm not like the reason I, everything went late is because everything kept going five or 10 minutes late and I like didn't stop it. Right. And I could, I could stop it. I could say, I have a meeting now, or I yeah. need to go feed myself now should be a good enough reason to like kick this guy who was just at my house out of the house. Right. And, um, you know, and say, you know, and, and with food, I'm very good at setting boundaries. So it's interesting how like, we, you know, we all have these areas that we, you know, do really well at and other ones we need to work at and that's okay. It's just like, that's what life is. And, and that's going to happen over and over and over again. Oh, I think yeah. I've, I think I've shared my like analogy of like the spinning plates, mm-hmm. you know? So, so whereas sometimes, you know, where most of the time the, the food plate, you know, if we're using your, your acronym, like, you know, if your food plate is spinning really well, that then you can focus on another area of your life. You can focus on the work area or, mm-hmm. you know, and then, but then that food plate might start to slow down and maybe you get to a point. It's like, oh gosh, I didn't get to the grocery store or I didn't have the right ingredients. And it's like, okay, time to divert some attention back over there and get that plate, you know, spinning well again. And, and it's, you know, it's been the same thing for me where, where it's just shifting, um, you know, okay, like for me, it's time to spin the movement and the exercise plate. It's mm-hmm. time to put some energy back over there because that yep. that has started to, you know, drop off a little bit. Yeah. So it's, it's not like you put a boundary or a system in place and it's just like perfect and set and you never have to think about it again. Either. No, and not I- at all. It's like a constant, especially with women and holidays and school years and summers, it's like every couple weeks. <laughs> Exactly. And I think if we can remember that, like you said, especially as women and mothers, I think if we can remember that, because I think what people have a tendency to do is it's this kind of all or nothing thinking. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I, I, was, I had this really great flow or I had this really great system for my eating, 
and for like three weeks, it was really great. And then, then I just fell off. See, I can't, I can't eat healthy. Forget it. It's like, oh no. It's like, how about you just needed to put some attention back into it. You just needed to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. And we had Sarah Jenks on the podcast and anyone can go back and listen to that one. Cause I love it that as women, the other thing that we have is every day literally can't be the same because we're not operating on a 24 hour cycle. Like men might, we're literally operating on a 28 day cycle and, but, and we can learn from that. It's actually more predictable than we think it is. And so if you're, if you always hit like the three week mark and like can't concentrate or, you know, or eating wrong, it might be the same every 28 days. It's just like paying attention to the fact that that's happening. Oh my gosh. Because it, wow. it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be that, you know, you set a thing for the week and it lasts forever. It might be that you have four different kinds of weeks and that they, you know, you can plug and play them at different parts of the year or month or whatever. And these are all, this is all, these are all boundaries. These yeah. are all, I have a friend, um, Becca Piastrelli, who is a, is a good friend of Sarah Jenks also. And, yeah. you know, she plans her, she plans her launches around mm-hmm. her cycle. She plans mm-hmm. She doesn't take client calls when she's on her period. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I remember when she first told me that, me being the like, you know, militant, like schedule planner, I mean, being like, okay, that's ridiculous. And then when I started paying attention to it, going, oh. Yeah, it makes a okay. huge difference. This makes a huge difference. This makes yeah. a huge, like when, and, and then how hard we are on ourselves, especially if you're used to being productive, if you're used to, or if that's not, you're used to it, but like if that's, a marker of success like it is for me and for so many people. If Then if you're in this phase of your 28-day cycle where you're like, oh, I'm not feeling very productive, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> you know, like I, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get my act together? But if you can come at it, you know, and I think that happens in our, there, we have cycles with our kids. We have cycles with yeah. the school year, with the holidays. And so we can just have some more compassion around that. Yeah, I pretty much know that like the second half of December and early January, I always think like January is going to click things back on, but January is like really hard for me to ramp back up. And I can, there's certain things I can do in January. Like I could write a book in January, but like, right. I can't, there's other ways I can't show up. I feel that way about September. I feel that way that now we're into October. I like, I, I you know, I hear in October going, oh Yeah. That's how it was supposed to be. Oh, September. That's what, you know, and I always think like, oh, the kids will go back to school. Like you said, the kids will go back to school and it'll be a switch. And then boom, I'll be back in this like groove. And it takes, it takes a while for me. I need to remember that too. Yeah. All right. Any other last finishing thoughts on boundaries? No, just um, set them and like, and, and start small, like whatever the boundary is. That's why I say set, you know, maybe it's just like when your work day starts or when it ends or I love the idea. I'm going to totally do the idea of the the different themes for your meals, mm. you know, just pick one thing and just set that that boundary and and then and be okay with it being flexible too. Yeah, and I love the idea that that there's no right way for a boundary either. I think that's really important to note. Like I love the I think it was Gretchen Rubin who talked about the chocolate bar. Have we already talked about this year? No. So Gretchen Rubin talks about a chocolate bar and how there's certain people who, you know, everyone wants some dark chocolate, but there's certain people for whom having a bar of dark dark chocolate and being able to take like one little square a day is like so good because like, you know, they, that just satisfies them. But then there's other people who being told that they can have one um, square of dark chocolate a day 
would be like literally pure torture. And they would just think about it all day, all night, until at one point they'd consume the whole bar, which was the boundary they were trying to avoid. Avoid. So Mm -hmm. it's like you have to know you know, where you are and you certainly don't have to be deprived. And the thing that like I always say Gretchen Rubin didn't know is that you could have all these amazing smoothies and treats with cacao and get your chocolate fix without having to even involve the chocolate bar with the sugar. But right. You know, so there's different ways for everything, but it's just sort of like, what's your boundary? What are you trying to avoid? What are you trying to gain? Like, what do you, what do you get out of a cup of coffee? Is it that you want a warm drink? Is it that you're trying to procrastinate? And once you start to really like, ease into those little reasons, you can create the boundary that's made for you in that moment. Totally. I, I think that's I think that's totally true. And that your boundary doesn't have to look like anyone else's. Yeah. Um, I don't like to work after my kids go to bed. For some people, that's their best creative time. Yes. Yeah, you know, and I think that there's there's this kind of sense of like the early bird gets the worm. I know that, and I even I even found myself doing it. I have a client who doesn't start her workday until eleven a.m. And I remember I remember like being a little judgmental of that, like what? yeah, what we, you don't start till eleven. She's like, I like to do this, and I drink and I drink my coffee, and then I go for a run, and then I do that. And 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 I had those feelings of like, well, that's ridiculous. You've got to start your work day at six a.m., lady. You know, yeah. but. But it, you don't. You don't. Yeah, and it's so funny because I'm doing this program right now that involves intermittent fasting that I've talked about on the podcast before. But um, the 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 thing is that you don't eat in the morning, so you become super productive. So this woman is super successful. Amanda Trash is super successful in what she's doing, and she wakes up at 6 a.m. and checks her email. And I remember being super judgy about that. Right. Like, what do you mean? Check your but email. she jumps yeah. into everything until 12 yep. and then she's done. And, and then, then she done. meditates and exercises and feeds, you know, then she does all those things. So it really is like, there's no right way. It's your way. And you just have to stick to it. I feel like the yeah. biggest thing we do is we doubt ourselves and we don't make that choice. And then we end up in this limbo area with I no boundaries. I love it. I love it. And even when you said that, that light, like a light bulb just went off for me. I'm like, wow, what if I did that? Like, cause I do like to work early in the morning. I do like to be super productive. I'm like, oh my gosh. But, but I kind of have this mindset of like, oh, if I don't work out first thing in the morning, I can't work out. Yeah. Right. Cause we just yeah. get into these grooves. So yeah. So see, we could talk for hours about this. I so. know. I know. I love it. So everyone's homework is to go off and figure out some boundaries for the week, right? How those can better inform your time and maybe even give you more flexibility than you think you have now. And a boundary, just to reiterate what you just said, like a boundary isn't a punishment, right? That's a weird thing we have to get over. Yeah. So choose a boundary that feels really luscious and feels really nourishing and feels really exciting. Choose that boundary. Don't choose the, the, the boundary that feels like it's punishment. Yes. I like that. Love it. All right. Yeah. Actually, we had one of your clients on the on an interview, and I'm going to blank on her name, but you're going to fill us in on that episode where her boundary was every Saturday morning she closes her door and goes and has a little fun with her husband for three hours while the kids yeah. are outside. So Janet Janet Denton House. Yeah. So yeah. Everybody can go listen to that episode on how that works. So it's amazing. Yeah. Fun. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, thank you, Megan. And everyone listening, go ask your questions. I'm going to figure out how to filter out all this spam. So go ask your questions at plansimplemeals.com slash ask, and we'll be psyched to answer them next week. 
All right, you guys, at the end of every episode, I share three doable changes so you can take what you heard and put it into action. So here are the three from this episode. Number one, create a meal rhythm. Identify different nights for your rhythm. You could have a soup night, a grain bowl night, a bean night. You get my drift. You keep it simple by making a list of foods you already eat that fit in each night. You get creative by checking cookbooks or online for other recipes to try. Set up one week of meals with your rhythm and add in any ingredients you need to your shopping list. Look and see how your rhythm can help you move forward. Like, can you chop vegetables for soup the day before? Could you wash lettuce for your salad the morning before you need to make it? Whatever you can do to move your food forward, but creating a rhythm will really help. Number two, set work hours. Pull out your planner or your week calendar page and block off your work time. Think about what hours work for you to work. That might mean when you're most productive or when you have childcare or something else. Don't judge yourself or think you should work certain hours. This week, hold yourself to the boundaries and see how it feels. You guys, it's amazing, amazing, amazing when you set your work hours and you stick to them. The hard part, I think, is sticking to them. Number three, track your cycles. Start noticing your energy levels throughout the month. Maybe this is your personal cycle. Maybe this has to do with what's going on throughout a month. Pay attention to your energy and your interests throughout the year. Instead of judging your reaction when you seem less productive, just notice and record it. And as you get more in tune with your own rhythm, you can adjust your schedule so that it better suits you. It really is a lifetime practice, you guys. And tracking your cycles in a month, in a year, in a day is super helpful to start to understand how to get out of overwhelm. All right, I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. And if you have liked what you heard today, it would be so fantastic if you could go rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. The more people we have following us on iTunes and interacting with us on iTunes, the more chance that more people will find these episodes. All right, you guys, bye for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.